It's a good show. Welcome to You're Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual Healing. So officially, the Oscars will not be having a host this year. Mm, exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't care, but like, I don't care. I just don't care, but whatever, like, it's part of the ether right now. Yeah. And so, uh, there was recent, uh, obviously, controversy about Kevin Hart. And then after that— Which con- we talked about on the podcast. Which we talked about on the yeah, podcast. Right. Then subsequently after that, Ellen had Kevin on her show to sort of not just let him do a mea culpa, but she really went to bat for him saying mm-hmm. she personally called the Academy to suggest that they bring him back on as a host. And yeah. she's, she said that he should, like, rail against his haters. <laughs> well, because a, and, definitely and a weird choice the response words, to it, I mean, even before, and she even made, like— a big deal by saying that this was supposed to be released on Monday, but I'm releasing it early because I think people need to see this conversation with Kevin Hart. Like, she was very emphatic on mm-hmm. that. This needs to come out now. We need to have this conversation. But as soon as the clip hit social media of Ellen and, and Kevin Hart's conversation, gay media and gay Twitter was just like, and not in, an, in the normal sort of like absurd uproar that sometimes is a little like, yeah, great. He gained 200 pounds. He's a bear now. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> like right, right. it was like a legitimate conversation was going on about what this is and what Ellen's role in this was. How is she going against the community? Right. It's so interesting. I mean, I don't I personally am like, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. It didn't bo- it doesn't bother me that much. But I but ultimately, it's like when we talked about it on the podcast initially, I had said that I wasn't terribly bothered by it because these tweets were old. But then I looked into the tweets just for the purpose of the podcast. Yeah, they're shitty tweets. They're really, they're pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, and they're, so they're he, rough tweets. Yeah. And then he sure. doubled down again, which was like very arrogant and well, unnecessary. Well, doubled, doubled down on what? Not, not apologizing. Yes. Saying I had already apologized. Yes. But then right. on his Sirius XM show just this past, not too long ago. Yesterday. Around, uh, yeah, around mm-hmm. the time of the Ellen conversation. Um he did apologize, and he was emphatic on how he's grown. And he made a really interesting. When I was reading his statement, which I don't have, I'm trying to pull it up. But um, when oh, he, you son of a bitch! I know, You're but unprepared. He, he said something that was really interesting when he said he apologized, and he said he's grown. But then he said part of a quality needs to be the acceptance of when someone changes and when someone grows. And we need. And he didn't say it very eloquently, in my opinion, but. We need to get to a place where, like, we need to accept people at their word on some level and that they have changed and that they are surrounding themselves with people that are influencing them in a positive direction. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Nate Silver even tweeted something, I think, around Christmas time. I couldn't find it also unprepared. (laughs) But he had a tweet that was essentially like, you know, social movements that that— Try to win people over by pushing them farther away, I think, are doing a disservice to, to their movement. And the reason why you see support, widespread support of gay marriage or parents who accept their kids more often is because there are lots of people who have changed their minds. Exactly. Yeah. It's like and not, that should be okay. That should absolutely. be acceptable. But we live I, agree, in, I completely agree. And I think, again, he was actually on TV today as of this recording on Good Morning America. And I watched a clip of him with Michael Strahan because it was a very terse and awkward interview where – 
Strahan was like pushing him to come. I don't know what he was pushing him to do, but Kevin Hart just kept being like, I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it. And I was literally like, what do you want the guy to say? Like he apologized and he said, I've evolved. I've changed my mind. And I mean, I don't know what more he's supposed to do. Really interesting happening in the ether right now that, you know, we're in the Trump era on the left and sort of progressive movements. There's this whole sort of path towards resistance and, and that, that little thing resistance has i think become very much um the narrative in a lot of in a lot of things in situations like this where you know you don't just accept people for change and you word. don't yeah you they have you have to resist hate you have to resist oppression you have to resist anyone who comes for you and i don't know if i i mean personally in my own opinion i don't necessarily agree with that i don't think that we should be resisting people who disagree with us or who have said things badly in the past i've said things in the past that i'm sure i've grown on in terms of sure you know i i said things probably in my act 10 years ago i'm sure i used the word tranny at some point which i would not use now because i've grown in that respect and 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 we all grow in in this understanding as things become totally. culturally acceptable and i don't want to give that to kevin hart because i do think that kevin hart is being very arrogant in this situation and he is being very combative needlessly in the situation i get that there's not much else he can do in the situation but he could have easily listen you're going to be kevin hart's going to be like i said when we talked about the oscars last time you're a celebrity these things will ex- exist forever. It will follow you forever. It will always be a part of your Wikipedia profile. So you need to, in this moment, just keep apologizing. You will just mm. keep apologizing until it well, dies. So I, I, that's sort of another point that I had that came out from. By the way, can you guys tell that I'm stuffed up? Uh, <laughs> no, you sound great. <laughs> so great, right? Very um, Biatha. Another thing that I that I thought was kind of disturbing right over his this, head. Was that, <laughs> right yeah. over his head. No, I, it didn't go over my head. I just chose to ignore it. Uh, <laughs> we'll, no, cho- I, we'll choose to ignore the sniffling. <laughs> uh, sure, that's what we'll do. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch! No, the other the other thing that I found disturbing about this is that we are sort of right now we're parsing whether his apology is emphatic enough. Right. Yeah. Because he did he did apologize. He's just a said lot. I've a lot. He just said, I've already done this. I've I've been down this road. We've discussed this. I made a mistake. Yes. And and once again, as we discussed last time we discussed this, there was some arrogance. There was some kind of mincing of words. Yeah. So I I get I get where some people can still be really, I guess, upset about it, but I just find it disturbing that the internet is choosing this person of all right. people. In our world, they're choosing this person yeah, to, I agree. to label as homophobe I number agree. one, the monster, and to say yes, he's apologized, but not emphatically enough. I and don't therefore, know I it, think though. he's a monster. I, I, I do think that there are, are some levels of that, but I honestly don't think. I think it is his combative nature that is what is causing much of the backlash. But he's sure. not combative. I mean, he's he not. He is combative, no, though. I, you watch you you watch these interviews with him. I mean, I saw the same thing with the GMA, and I saw I saw a bunch of other shit that he's done. I found it to be a combative, but to I I, I thought it was kind of justified because it was like what. What, he's not going to – you're not like – how many times can Strahan be like, I'm asking you the same exact question because in he a doesn't, different Because he doesn't do the word. one thing he needs to do again and again and again, which he will be doing for the next year, is in which he'll, he'll be apologizing. And instead yeah. of being frustrated that he's set up – you can say all the fucking time how many times your mom told you to clean the room. You're not going to say to her, I heard you the four times. She's going to say, yeah, and I'm going to tell you a fifth time. Go clean your fucking room. You do it until it moves on, until you finish something, until it's gone. I think Alan's really know. offended my apartment. 
apartment's dirty. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, like he can't he can't be angry that people are asking him to talk about something or to even acknowledge or apologize again to something that was very much wrong of him to do. But he did it. He apologized. Yeah. So you apologize but once it, and you're done forever? No, he's apologized. He said he apologized back when the tweets came up, I guess, 10 he, years here's ago. My here's point is that say. he's going to be I'll doing say. this for a long time. Get used to it, dude. Stop being combative because you're just making it worse. Just say apologize. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I Here's one thing where I just think, and this is a situation none of us are in, so maybe this is wishful thinking or whatever. I just think if you were in a similar situation, you'd done something that you were a little bit embarrassed of, you had moved on beyond the statements or comments that you wrote or, yeah. or said, and it haunted you so badly that you were losing work, mm-hmm. and then everywhere you went, people were saying, said, apologize, 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 apologize. Yeah. I think there would come a point where you'd say, I fucking get it. Yeah. I've already said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just take me at my word or don't. But yeah. just that let, that's let's literally, let that that's be literally that. what he said today. See, he was I, like, take me at my word when I tell you I've apologized enough. And like he said, like, you can believe me or you don't have to believe me. You can he, say that years out. Bill Clinton can say that to all the questions about Monica Lewinsky and everything that happened to him. Does as he? And he does. He does address it, but he doesn't address it in a combative way saying, I've said I've apologized for this. He he literally has to answer the question for the rest of his life because this is what he did. And Yeah, I don't know. It just seems to me, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like fully on board because the first time that he doubled down and was arrogant like the first time it came out that it was like, you've made these tweets. Do you want to be the, the host of the Oscars? And he was I found it to be gross that he was like, I've already apologized 10 years ago. I'm not I'm not giving in to the haters. And it's like, no, dude, just just apologize now. And that's it. But he didn't. But and he that... can also take it in a really positive direction. And he's not even doing yeah, that instead I... of being combative. He could say, listen, I'm learning to love everyone. I, I think we should start doing these things. And I think, you know, I should be doing this. And I am giving money to this or I'm d- donating time. to. Th- I mean, there are so many things, so many positive directions he could be going in instead of being an arrogant asshole. But we're in well, a time where nobody, no, perf- there's nothing, there's no perfection. There's yeah. no perfect way for of him course. to apologize. There's no amount of times that he can apologize. Yeah. No one's ever going to be being happy angry enough. about it is not going to get you anywhere when everyone's already angry at you. Yeah, I don't I'm mean, so I don't know what the I don't know what don't the know right what the answer, answer is. is. He's Keep tearing us all apart. He's tearing us all apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I still swear to you that I think Jim J Bullock should host the Oscar. <laughs> He'd be perfect if he's he alive. He really would be. He is alive. <laughs> not even joking. We're here with Jake Wiseman. Hey, Jake. Hey, guys. How are you? Such a stud. Hey, Jake. (laughs) Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm just being kind of a media whore promoting myself a lot, but it's fine. Promoting season two of Corporate on Comedy Central. Great, great show. Thank you very much. Also starring Friends of the Pod. I mean, Uh, everyone on that show is a friend of this podcast. You know who else has been on the show? Brent Sullivan. Yeah, that's right. Brent Sullivan. Yeah, was I'd be happy to, Jake, I'd be happy to premiere. autograph whatever yeah. body part you'd like um, me to. And Elliot and I will be on season three, I guess. <laughs> yes, you will. Now yeah. that I'm on your podcast, Great. absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's how it works. That's Great. Hollywood, baby. It'd yeah. be so weird to hire you as podcast host oh for my the show. God, yeah. Just really typecast you. <laughs> uh, well, we're so excited to have you here. Um, We've wanted to have you for a while, so it's nice. Oh, that's that you nice can to hear. Make yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I thought you were gay when I first met you. That's happened oh. to me almost my whole life. Yeah. which is part of why I like your podcast and part of why I wanted to do it. Yeah, it's just a huge part of who I was growing well, up. Well, because when always, we, when oh, we, sorry. I'm sorry, when we first met, like I don't know, 2008, whenever in LA, like whenever 
a couple years ago, we you were doing a set and talk. You had a joke. You had a bit about people confusing you for being gay. And, oh yeah, and, it was so much of my life growing up. Because well, part of it is um one of my sis. I have three sisters, and one of them. It, uh, two of them are half sisters, so um, they're like in their sixties. Yeah, no, it's super gross. If it's not full, it's not bull. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to think of a rhyme. They're really but, in their sixties. Um, uh, well, yeah, my dad is eighty-five. Okay. I'm thirty-five, oh, and so right. my dad had three failed marriages, and in his oh. first failed marriage, he had two daughters, and uh, so they're kind of like aunts, yeah, but sure. they are sisters. So yeah. Yeah. one of them is gay and has had a partner now wife, but had a partner since I was born. So mm. oh, I well. feel like I was extremely lucky to see that it was it, there was no difference to me between yeah. hetero and homo it was just like yeah okay either you're with someone of your gender or not it doesn't it never made any it just it's how you're taught right mm -hmm. so i was raised with that and so i think i've always just been it took me a while to getting into middle school and, and high school of like people being homophobic to be like oh i guess not everyone is like that <laughs> right, like, like right, truly right, it, right. it's the same yeah. similar to being <sighs> jewish and being raised in a jewish suburb mm -hmm. um when i went to school in the south i didn't realize that other people weren't like mm -hmm. very aware that christ was not real like i didn't i didn't understand <laughs> yeah. that so right. it was similar it was like oh people hate gay people oh and that's sort of why early like i became very sort of atheist or agnostic, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because I was like, mm -hmm. well, if people don't like my sister, then for fuck who yeah. she is, then that doesn't... It, it, it just more was a logical thing. Yeah. It made no sense. So anyway, I feel like I've always just been kind of... I, the word that's coming to mind is like... I like fine with being a little swishy like i, I just yeah. i call, you know what I I mean? call them soft men soft there's men. a lot of comedians i call uh, myself that I, that I call soft men because their hands are baby smooth my hands are baby smooth devoid, yeah. yeah hard work i don't work hard i won't work lotion. hard right <clears throat> and i just feel like i've just never i just never really understood i just don't understand what the big fucking deal is i just right. don't understand what everyone's talking about it's really it's always still confusing to me when someone hates someone for that reason but anyway i think partially you heard it here that, first you heard it here first no on hate from jake Wiseman. <laughs> no yes on hate um to everyone not in this room but no but the other thing was when i was really young i had a super high voice mm -hmm. and so i was just called like i, I was just called a fag constantly sure. and i was like wait what like I, I i so i thought i was but then i wasn't attracted to men and i mm -hmm. tried like jerking right. off to men and alta vista search engines did, and did it you... didn't work <laughs> and it was like i was an excite well, it was just so confusing because it was like i don't want to fuck these guys but like i love what they're talking about you know what yeah. i mean it was just so weird. Well, you also <laughs> love cats which love i mean it's not the straightest thing about you but shouldn't it be it should be <laughs> i support it 100 yeah, i don't understand why it's not straight because there's a real bias against straight men with cats it's, yeah and it's also i feel like completely backwards because Is like there? oh yeah oh unreal bias so yeah. many women like women. when i first moved to la like i'm not gonna date you you like cats you don't want to fuck me it's like what oh are my you talking god about? yeah they're, they're beautiful there's luxurious. this instagram of dudes like like hot dudes with cats or whatever yeah. and i've posted pictures of me with my cat and mm -hmm. they only put straight muscle dudes on there with cats of and course. not gay dudes it's mm. just we it's also like pisses me off fuck what, that what no. i don't understand from a from a male perspective gay or straight is like 
one of the best things about cats is they, they don't always need your love. Like, and I no. feel like that's what men are taught to be as an island. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'll take the love sometimes, but not always. Where mm -hmm. a dog, it's like constant fucking love. And it's like, are you a man? Yeah. I don't understand. What is <laughs> yeah. a man then? Yeah. What are we talking about? It's, yeah. there's all these, these backward, this backward stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, anyway, so I've always just, and, and my best friend is gay and it's like just, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it, doesn't, sure. it never made any sense to me. Obviously I'm not naive and you grow up and you see people and like you, you understand that people think you're gay, but it's also like the older I've gotten, the less people think I'm gay mm -hmm. for some reason. Have sure. you ever witnessed people be shitty to you about your sister who's gay? Well, not really. Um, because but my sister is so much it was your older. Mom. Yeah. She, she right. could be my mother and she's so much older and she lives in yeah. Greenwich village where mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, yeah. not a Mecca of like gay, <laughs> but like there's so many gay people. And it's just such oh, a gay it's, culture. It's an, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, wouldn't say it's a Mecca, but I'd say it's like, it's accepted. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more than accepted. It's annoying. just not yeah. even just thought about. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I think there was yeah. a few awkward moments, like because I one of the other weird things about my life and sort of that complicates this was when I was extremely young, like five or six, and and it was time to start playing sports. You know, I could run extremely fast, so I was naturally with putting no work into it, genetically an excellent athlete. Huh. Um, so for like. 10 years I was very very good so you're just because I could run and I have good hand eye coordination whatever it is I take no wow. no like uh, I'm not it's not me that did no it it was just giving it, it to right. me so yeah. I just played sports because when I would move to the suburbs that's how you gain acceptance and you start where playing where in the south not the south the suburbs oh suburbs. so I was born in the city uh, and then we lived in, I was born in Manhattan and then lived in uh, Park Slope and then we moved to okay. Westchester. Got it. So, um, it, you know, you, you start just playing sports and then that's how you make friends. So I would yes. like keep playing every sport. And then, um, as you get older, you know, I, I, not, not what happened was I got more sensitive as a person. Puberty really fucked with me. It's when my first clinical depression came in. I was very sure. sensitive. Mm -hmm. I'm like a sensitive boy, an artist at heart. Yeah. And then all the other boys who were good at soccer kept really digging into sports as their personality as I was regressing. And then they were like, you suck because you have feelings. Yeah. And yeah. so that was a weird thing. So I was coupled with the extremely athletic boys, but, and I was athletic, but I didn't, but I wasn't like them. It's funny because I remember playing sports and I wasn't a bad I wasn't bad at baseball, and I wasn't bad at soccer, but there there came a point when I was playing, and I was so wrapped up in what everyone else thought of me playing oh, that I sure. could no longer play well. And that's a gay... I think that's a gay thing. It seems like a... It feels like so? it. Yeah, I think I, so. It's I like never played fear of sport. Well, in playing sports, for me, it was like the fear of... What sport did you play? Um, just like... I did like... Field hockey? <laughs> just like in school, like track, soccer, badminton, whatever. Um... <laughs> I played B badminton. soccer. Badminton. Badminton. So, I mean, whatever. But the point being that yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know if it's this exactly the same to what you're saying, Jake and Brent, but the idea of of uh, want, not wanting to come off, I guess, like a sissy was part of the fear yeah, of like, that, it is. that was part of the game. And see, sure. I had the opposite of that. Whereas I, and I, I think we've talked about this in the podcast before, but like, I never, I kind of felt power in being a sissy because it, it made me stand out and I got attention and that's kind of what I wanted. And you well, were well-liked. And is... I was well-liked because I didn't care about... Well, that takes a pretty strong individual. Well, but it, well but you're I looking mean, at one. You're but, looking at one but right also, there. But also, like, that individual <laughs> has no friends because no one wants to... You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole level of, mm -hmm. like, you're so much of an individual and you're so much of a sissy that, like, sure, you come off as confident, well, but also you don't have a community. Yeah, well, that's what was the confusing thing for me was, like, I... 
like had crushes on girls uh-huh, i was right. like okay because everyone was like because when i would play soccer especially was my main sport the guys were very like they were the coolest guys in school you know what i mean they were yeah. like 13 or whatever right and they were ostracizing me you know during soccer and they were like you're feminine you know fuck you and they were like and you're gay also so i would like go and attempt to wow. jerk off to to gay porn or or just more like actually it was just like dudes with their shirts off with long blonde hair sure but but i but i was like but i was like but this is fabio but it was confusing because it was like i'm not into this so yeah. what am i that's i don't so even know funny. what it's i am interesting so, that you would go it's so funny because that's the reverse suggestion and like actually check it out i was like maybe they're telling me something i need to know you know yeah. what i mean contemporary i feel like <laughs> well, yeah it was just baffling yeah and whereas in the 90s it was it was just like <laughs> i don't know i felt like it was such a different it was a different time to grow up and it did it did feel so i i think it felt so um uh oppressive in the idea of in like, the 90s yeah i think so i mean I, and i'm just speaking for myself but we're, we're all around the same age except brent who's 21 i'm 21 <laughs> Oh, no, I, I've listened to your podcast, and uh, I actually think you're younger, personally. <laughs> it's 14. <laughs> but the idea being that, like, I don't know, I was a t- I was terrified of, of being outed. And so for me, it was, like, the complete opposite, where I tried to drink off to, like, sure, sure, straight sure. With, like, to pussies and stuff. And I, it was just I would yeah. think I would think about women in the shower yes, for, same. like, 45 minutes. Like, mm. the, the water would go cold. Yeah. I never And then you finally had I any of that. Tried. I don't think I've ever jerked off to a picture of a woman. I don't. Or porn with I don't I just don't it, it well, the, has never been a part me, of my identity. The irony for me is that I remember trying to jerk off to a picture of a uh, woman's genitals. She was <laughs> she was in like, just her genitals, the a hottest, woman's genitals, the hottest wait, wait, part of a woman. But, but I have to describe it the way because she was in like tattered denim shorts. <laughs> and years later, when I met Brent, he has subsequently for years sent me the same picture of. <laughs> Uh, it's a man wearing oh, a very I'm tight seeing... jean shorts <laughs> yeah. or jeans, except his, the anus is cut out and he's like pulling. It's not like goatsy or whatever, but it's still like insane. It's, it's, it's the picture I send I, I, if I'm if I go to a party and I'm like, hey, let's let's take a picture it's and insane. I snap a pic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. And they show them a picture of this guy's butthole. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The butthole through Always jeans. Ah. But Always I love kills. it. It is so contemporary. I feel like what you did, you know, trying to like. Do the do the thing that felt suggested to well, you. Well, it just also wasn't. I, I guess for me, it's like my sister was gay. It didn't seem like it. I mean, obviously, it was like these kids don't like me because of this. But yeah. it's like if I am, that's cool. Like I'll figure yeah. it out. And I also feel like my dad is kind of a. The other part of it too was that my dad is definitely kind of an alpha male, um, and he's definitely he's born in 1933. He's definitely like a guy, mm-hmm. but he also right. is a really weird kind of almost closed-minded guy where he just loves a lot of gay art. Huh. Like, he introduced oh, sure. me to Rufus oh. Wainwright, and he loves musicals. And I'm not I'm not trying to stereotype it, but yeah, essentially. Like, yeah. he loves, like, he loves watching, Ma- like... Thorpe. But, I mean, think yeah. about it. Think about Liberace. <laughs> think about yeah. how yeah. beloved Liberace was. Obviously, the people who knew him at the time didn't necessarily acknowledge that he was gay. Right. Even though obviously all the signs were there, but they still loved Liberace. He was yeah. so over the top. Right. And I think a lot of like stuff from, I mean, a lot of like musicals or like MGM movies or like movies that are fucking wonderful, like or even the beginning of like Technicolor are pretty gay by today's standards. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like that was what the, that was what art was, was essentially yeah. what we now think is gay or yeah, whatever. Right, right. Not even necessarily a pejorative well, way. And it's now just that like we have a term for it. I mean, you know, identifying yourself as gay or even like considering something gay wasn't necessarily 
uh, something that it wasn't in people's vernacular yeah, really, really yeah. in the 1950s that yeah. people would say, oh, that's gay. Like, that was not a thing. It was, that's queer, that's sissy, that's not normal. That's those, I mean, these are the words that they would use. Light so, in like, the loafers. Light in the loafers. And because there wasn't, there wasn't an example of queerness within popular culture or in media, there was no sense of, oh, that's necessarily wrong so like you see a movie that's excuse really excuse me jim j bullock space. who well, jim j bullock <laughs> Everyone, that's the 80s just google that yeah that was the 80s and 90s yeah. <laughs> um but they didn't have that point of reference to say oh this is really gay yeah it's just interesting though because that was that's like what my dad considers like fine art you know what yeah. i mean is like stuff that i guess was Consumed by all heterosexuals uh, and thought of as yeah. good. So I think I had that coming to me and sort of I was always like fairly open there. But I think what happened is and then I got to college and, you know, uh, my freshman hall was the guy I said who's my best friend, James. And he was, you know, he he grew up in Memphis in a Civil War reenactor's house. Oh, like that's wow. his dad's Civil War wow. reenactor. And he is that's he's awesome. a genius. He's an absolute genius. But he comes from as conservative a family as possible like i remember showing up to his house one time and uh, the first thing his dad said was we greeted him in the driveway he goes this is a slave made brick and it was like whoa wow. anyway that's the house he grew Jesus. up in so when he cool. came he came to college <laughs> he was sort of like a rubber band being pulled back which yeah. i feel like happens with a lot of like people who had to be closeted yeah. and then when he came to school he was like wearing you know yeah. like and he's yeah, a, he's an absolute genius with like a full ride and he's wearing like you can see his nipples like, every you can shirt. see his nipples yeah. in class like ah, he's yeah, dying yeah, right. his hair like he is the, <laughs> he is is college, the biggest little slot yeah. alive and yeah. um so I, I wore I, pink all throughout college i love that every yeah. shirt i wore was pink but, but i was into it because i felt like similarly in in a totally different way in a way easier way because i could blend in more because i did date women mm -hmm. um i felt like okay i feel kind of what you feel like except just not totally about my sexuality like he I, I was like oh you feel like you couldn't be yourself mm -hmm. but you're smart and i felt like i couldn't really be myself in a more muted way right um just because i feel like i don't really fit into either world that easily yeah, yeah. and so yeah. It, like i bonded with him because clearly both of us felt like we needed to explode in college did you ever have any trouble in relationships with women with them maybe questioning sort of i think there's some intentions? women i've dated that told me that when they first met me they um thought i was gay and also i've been on dates with people who were like halfway through the date they were like Wait, are you straight? I thought this was just a hangout. Like, so that that oh, happened. Wow. Yeah, that happened a lot. I mean, now it's just not going to happen because, like, you know, you do comedy and you're you can yeah. you're Googleable and stuff like that. But sure. yeah, for years, for sure. And then also, you know, when I got to LA, I moved here. James and I moved out together. Um, you know, oh, from college, it's pretty gay. That's pretty. Gay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we—that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're so of close. Course, and yeah. I've had some. This is a whole other topic that I was wondering if I'd get into, but I will get there. So. We Ma were male burlesque. You're saying <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the pictures. But so he, so he made a bunch of friends when we moved out here, um, and m pretty much all of them were gay. So then my group of friends was pretty much gay men. I mean, for the most part, because I was just paing and like sure. I didn't, I didn't really know how to make friends, and I didn't, I didn't fuck anyone for the first two years I moved out here. Like uh -huh. I just didn't have any confidence. I didn't know who I was, so I just hang out with with gay men the whole time. So we would go to Akbar, and we'd go like yeah. we just go to every gay club in the fucking world and it was uh -huh. me the hetero friend and the only t so it's like but i'm not 
but often like if I they wouldn't they didn't like what I was wearing so they would dress me as a super gay man like they would just oh, dress God, me and I was like okay I'll wear it so I'm going as the only straight guy and no one believes me you yeah. know what I mean and you're I'm, in mesh for the first time well, in your also, life also yeah. I have like a huge ass and these people are hitting on me all the time <laughs> like constantly being hit on and, and then when they find out that I'm like quote unquote straight of course they want to fuck me so it's like yeah. this whole thing for years and then the oh. women I would meet were often like the one woman at the bar that was straight and my and the gay friends were like, All right, go hook up with that guy. He's I, the one straight guy. So it was a very confused identity up until I was like twenty five. Wow. I actually once was at a bar and I uh, tried to to hit on this guy. Uh, I was at a gay bar and this guy got annoyed because he was straight. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm. It it was the angriest I think I've ever been. Where he got I annoyed? was like, Can I can I take this guy? He, I couldn't, but uh, like, could I fight this guy? Because it was like, he actually was like, dude, I'm straight. I'm like, do you know where you are? But we were on the cusp of the dance floor. So it was just a sea oh, that's of absurd. shirtless dudes. Yeah. If you're a totally dude at absurd. a gay bar, like, you're going to get hit on. Yeah, I mean, by the way, there's nothing wrong with uh, not being into me, but yeah. just don't. Don't be a dick. Isn't there yeah. though? You're 14 and you look you look in your thirties. Oh, it's a Thank it's you. a catch. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird too because I feel like I wasn't I was so just in in later years I feel like I'm I'm con- like much more essentially confident than I used to be and I sure. can ask people out or I can flirt if someone hits on me it's very it you know we're we're all old enough to where everything has happened now so yeah. but when I was younger. I didn't really, I had never really been hit on. Like, I didn't understand that. So the men that were hitting on me at Akbar were the first people that had ever hit on me. And it was just so aggressive. And I'd yeah. never, I'd never mm. experienced anything like it. I remember, I remember vividly one guy at Akbar being like. I've never been hit on. I don't know what this is like. <laughs> well, this is, th- this is what it's like. The guy was like, and this isn't for everyone, obviously, blah, blah, blah. He was just like, uh, I want to punch you in the stomach. You're so cute. What? And I was oh, like, whoa. <laughs> I was that's like, not so, aggressive. That's insane. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. And it was exciting, though. It was just like, so I, I don't him. know. You just let him. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He punched me in the stomach. Wow. Yeah, I got assaulted. I wanna, but now but now he he's so into you, he wants to shove your face into the wall. It was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting experience. But yeah, it was it wow. was uh, it was an interesting time. I've been to Akbar so many times. One time I saw Perez Hilton there. Yeah. And okay. I complimented him on his rhinestones. Oh. And I feel really I mean, good cool. about that. <laughs> you know, that's cool. the one celebrity that I get compared to all. Which oh, I still no. don't understand. I do not right. understand it. Never he's have. Just, yeah. uh, he is rancid. He's the worst. The Proud Boys yeah. actually managed to... Swindle him into doing Who? the Proud Boys. Who's that? Uh, like group. Alt right boys. It might not be the Proud Boys exactly, but these like alt right white supremacist guys. You know the app Cameo. Yes, I do. It's that app where. You, oh, that. Yeah. Oh, God. It's what app, is the app? What is it? I know it's an what you're app talking where about. Celebrities, and I'm using that very generously. Like it's like oh the dating all, app. No, no, no. It's like it's like Scott Baio would be like a catch if you got a cameo from him. Uh-huh. It's like celebrities and the like charging. Oh, whatever, yeah. 10, 20, oh, right. whatever. Yes. 20 bucks to say, uh, to do a video message Happy for somebody. Happy birthday to Jeffrey. They got 20 Perez. bucks, we're like 200 for some of them. Well, Caitlyn Jenner charges 1,000. 1,000, right. It's like, you need the money? But anyway, yeah. um, with Perez Hilton, the alt-right managed to get him to like do one of his like stupid, Happy birthday, bitch, and then got him to actually use like alt-right terminology oh, wow. <laughs> within the birthday shout-out. And it's like, <laughs> God, oh Perez, God. you're the worst <laughs> representative Like how egregious was it actually well written was it was it kind of sly and undercover yes or was, uh, yes, yeah. yes yeah. very much so that's they got lance bass to do the same thing really uh-huh. and yeah. brett Favre, the qb and brett Favre, yeah. oh, <laughs> they just right. like really went for it it's sure. like it sucked yeah well also, tell Favre, tell, like, tell us about the season two of corporate 
What's going on? So you can do a corporate... Are you gay on that too? <laughs> um, actually, actually, no. But there is an article written uh, by someone that says that does an entire season long investigation into how my relationship with Matt on the show is a sadomasochistic oh, sexual relationship. I can see that. And it is a wonderful article, and I highly recommend searching it out. By the way, your show gets more press. And it, it's on every single list than I think any other show I know. And I, I'm i always so jealous because I am, I, obviously I don't have a, a TV show, but I'm never on lists. I'm never on like... But you were on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean like, I'm never like, oh, the best gay comics and or the best comics in LA. I'm never on lists. And I'm so jealous you guys get on Can I tell so you something? Lists. Can I can I tell you something that might make you feel a little better? I still feel so empty. So, so yeah, I'm still so empty inside and I am terrified. Right now I'm terrified. Um, Speaking of corporate, you know, I just thought it might be interesting to talk about being out at work. Yeah, it's interesting. Because that's a... That's a part of gay stuff, you know. Sure. I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking, I've never had a job well, where well, I was going to say I, I think we know where by gay going. people. Oh, well, sure. I remember Brent. You worked a job in New York where you were out at work, but there was somebody who was also out at work, and that dude, if I remember correctly, was like took up all the gay air in the room. Oh yeah, but I loved him. He's one. Of, he was one of my favorite bosses ever. But he was the he was a former drag queen. And he worked at Kaplan, and he was a, a genuinely hilarious, skilled impersonator. But he yeah. was so gay, and he would he'd call himself sis. And like anytime <laughs> anyone, anytime anyone in the room said anything that was even approaching soft, quote unquote, uh-huh. he would go sis, and he would like wave his hand like like yeah. you're like limp wristed, so so to speak. <laughs> It was really funny. That's uh, great. I had, a, I had a coworker though in Michigan when I first got a job. I had a coworker who I was at a business meeting, and another coworker said she had gone to a gay bar that weekend. And my other coworker was like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> and this girl, she was my age. She just wow. graduated from Michigan, and it was so surreal. It was, I think, the. One of the most, quote, homophobic things I've ever witnessed. Wow. wow. Which is to say it's not that insane. I just right. was surprised that Have you ever been... a girl who went to college in Michigan would be appalled by Right, that. very yeah. strange. Jake, have you ever been, like, discriminated at a job because people thought you were gay? Like, did you ever have to... Have you had to come out at work as straight? Yeah, that's the that's the question. Uh, yeah, I think so. But but I, I was thinking more, like, sort of as a straight guy. Like, that that's happened a few times in my life, but yeah. it was never, like... Bad. No one was ever yeah. like gonna like restrict me from doing something. You're straight. <laughs> it was. It was sort of like. Uh, oh, I just remembered a story that I will tell later. That is really a fascinating story. But about someone finding out I'm straight and getting mad at me. Wait, t- we can yeah, tell we us hear that. Okay, but I still want to say that. Okay, so when I was in, <laughs> this is interesting. So when I was in college, this is this is such a weird moment in my life. I was in college. Um, I I dated this woman uh, freshman year. And I, I became friends with some of the people in her hall. Anyway, yeah. by the senior year, uh, as everyone was leaving, it was the last few months, you'd go out every night to the bars. And um, this woman that I was friends with came up to me. And she was from like a pretty Christian family in Tennessee, as mm-hmm. many of my classmates were, because I went to school in Tennessee. Oh. And um, she came up to me and she goes, Jake, I, I need to tell you something. And I was like, okay, what's up? And she said, I, I'm, I'm bi, but I, I might be gay, but I'm definitely bi. And uh, I just need to come out to someone. And I was like, okay, great. That's like, thank you. Okay, yeah, I, I totally support you. That's great. Like, I'm here if you want to talk about it. And she goes, well, I just wanted to know what it was like when you kind of oh, wow. came out as bi. And I said, oh, 
Okay. Um, I'm not like, I, you know, I dated your, your hallmate. I, I, I'm into women. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gay. And she was like, yes, you are. And I was like, oh, um, you know, I'm not though. Like, I, I, like, I wish I could tell you I was, I'm so, I'm so honest. I'm not like, I, I would tell you right now, especially. And she's like, no. And then she started yelling at me. She oh. goes, and I came out to you for what? What fucking reason? Are you fucking? And she was like drunk and just screaming at oh, me, wow. which was a very intense experience. But also she grew up in like a psycho Christian home and yeah, whatever. Sure. And later we connected on Twitter. It's fine. But that was a weird moment. Anyway, but I, I've always found like, no, no one's ever really restricted me from doing anything like that yeah but i've always found this weird thing when you're it's a weird thing when you're a straight guy and you you can t- you either know someone's gay or you think they might be you have to do this thing where you're like i w- i don't want to be too obvious about it but i want you to know that i'm cool like i i want you yeah. to know that yeah. i will make it comfortable yeah. for you and i don't n- always know how to initiate that conversation because i feel like you show up in a I rainbow think, shirt well, it's just sort of <laughs> it's like funny on, 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 his, on the other flip on the flip side I, uh, whenever I see gay couples, they make me grumpy because they somehow manage to find love. So I always grimace at them, but I wonder Michael thinks you hate him. (laughs) I always grimace at them, uh, but then, uh, I don't want them to think I'm homophobic. Right. Yeah. So I grimace at the ground by them. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of thinking. (laughs) But it's a lot of thought. It's a weird thing when you're, because it's like, it's so unfortunate that we do, that society sort of necessitates this sort of like, um, breaking up into tribes and clubs and whatever it's like so many people i know it doesn't fucking matter we we're in a community where there's plenty of annoyance stuff but most people are pretty cool i find like most people are like yeah whatever who cares um and we're lucky but i find we live and let live yeah and just in certain circumstances i've i've i tried to like it's such a weird lame position to be in to be like so you dating anyone do you go to akbar you know like that kind of (laughs) thing like it's just like a weird like i like to go to akbar too with my girlfriend you know like i'm just trying to be like here's where i stand but also we can be friends it's it's a really weird when i'm at work i just want to be a bridge for someone to feel comfortable but I don't, it's an awkward thing no matter what you do. Yeah, I mean, I think I've always found that it, like, with straight people, it, the vernacular in which straight people use, there's this assumption of, if you don't know if someone's gay, you just assume, you just say, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Or, yeah. you date, well, you, are you dating any girl? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's, it's a question that people, and there's this assumption there. And I feel like if we get rid of this gendered language in how we even communicate with people and just say, you seen anyone? Do you have a partner? Do you have a whatever? I've noticed I mean, partner is used almost constantly I now in that yeah. term. Sure. I hate that term so <laughs> much. But it, it's <laughs> trying to be good. I know, but I yeah, hate yeah. it so <laughs> much. Straight people, yeah. straight people use it to like make gay people feel like, I know. inclusive. And, and it's, it's a good it's a good thing, but it's also sometimes like it's okay. It's you a, can be you. I know. The first time my mom than... called said, Well, maybe one day you'll have a partner. Yes. I just like barf. My mom's a partner too. I'm like, You mean like a law firm? Yeah, right. My favorite thing is I mean it's not my favorite thing, but I'm actually glad I'm happy to hear partner. Because it's completely overtaken the term that died a long time ago of lover. Lover. My lover. <laughs> My lover. I just remember at speed dating, we met that 60 year old guy, uh, Elliot. No, I hosted speed dating in New York once, and you showed up. You hosted and, it? Yeah, because so few people came that I participated as well. <laughs> and I remember there was, a, there was an older guy there, probably in his 60s. And I remember at one point he goes, So I used to have a lover. <laughs> And I just was like, I cannot deal yeah. with that word. I just I just finished a novel written by, I was talking to H. Allen about it, this guy, uh, David <clears throat> David Goldberg. Uh-huh. And anyway, and, uh, huh. he's Jewish. I wouldn't have guessed from the yeah. name. Believe it or not. But whatever, the whole book was like, it took place in like the 
70s and then 80s and it's all in New York and all he, everybody he talks about is lover, lover, lover and yeah. I'm like I, know. I can't fathom it saying almost that makes word. Me well I think yeah. it came from sexual liberation like people Yeah I don't get men, it though what well, is it? Oh no because it, intent, it intentionally goes against sort of the status quo of saying husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend it's, it sexualizes a relationship and it says sex is good it's okay to love it's okay huh, to sexually sure. love someone and use it and there's such a sexual connotation with the word yeah, lover yeah. that it forces people people to address sexuality. Also, uh-huh. my dad once in a while calls my mom <gasps> lover. Oh. You, know, you, know what's, you know what is unfortunate I find is that, you know, I feel like the way that straight men often think about guys is like, or think about uh, gay guys is like, the, the the sort of the joke that's recurring is like sucking a dick or like it's all like what's so unfortunate is like the only way they think about gay men and in in, on the first level before they know is like the them having sex all the it, time and then they say god it'd be so easy if i were a gay yeah, guy yeah it's like i could suck I a dick they would you. suck my dick we'd play video games right. you know and, and then i want to take your head throttle you <laughs> and say it's so hard <laughs> well, but also it's just sort of like it's it's what i mean is like they literally only think mm-hmm. of penis going into yeah. asshole, penis right. going into mouth that right. is a male mouth. And it's like, it's so bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's yeah. sexuality is like, obviously so important and sex is important, but like, especially the older you get, like, I don't, who fucking care? Like, yeah. I, it just doesn't matter. It's not what yeah, the but, person is. But yeah. It all, is, but it isn't. We're all pre, like, we're all like, basically dummy like we're like idiots we're like big dumb idiots especially men we're just kind of like dummies who are like pawing at each other emotionally and sexually it's just like what you know like what's that's the basis like that's Mm -hmm. why yeah when howard stern i mean listen i listen to stern a lot and it's like the 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 common denominator the great unifier is talking like about stupid gross stuff yeah Yeah. gross sex stuff and it's like yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah well let me ask you let me ask you guys this so you are all comedians and so like i assume you were all, all out when you started were you? I wasn't. You no. weren't? Okay. But yeah. you've been out on stage for a long time. Yeah. Which I feel like forces a certain sort of ownership of who you are. Like, you, I feel like if you're a gay comic, I've noticed you do kind of need to talk about it up top because then it's like, that's how the audience sees you, whatever. No, I, to- I mean, I think one of the reasons why I think we, yeah, as three truth. comics bonded and as gay comics bonded is that... We never addressed it in that way. It, to normalize sexuality, we just said, oh, I was on a date and the dude said this. And you force an audience to accept the truth in which you're presenting and that moment. And, and, and Alan, my new opener is, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. Well, but that, and, and I think that's what we have a problem with a lot of gay, quote unquote, gay comics is that they for, they feel like they have to come out and be a gay minstrel show in some situations yeah. yes. just Sometimes. to get a laugh. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I won't mention who, but I it, it's confusing because I there is a comic who's a very, very successful gay comic. And we were really good friends a while ago. We're still friends. But I remember asking him at one point, like, because his whole act was like about is very aggressive and extremely about like gay sex, gay everything. And like cer- telling certain audience male audience members he was going to like rape them like that kind of stuff but it was very aggressive no but I mean like it's funny he's successful I'm sure you all think he's a funny person but I remember one time naively as I think a lot of straight man did that to a woman in the audience well that's the thing though yeah yeah so so I remember being like I remember naively asking which I think a lot of straight people do when they are friends with gay comics is like why is everything in your act gay like why is it and he and he was like he just railed into me which i get like i totally get that it was kind of a naive question it's like because but it isn't though because no, straight i mean we talked about i mean, we the three of us talk about this a lot where straight comics and it's a fault that i think straight comics have 
they want to be really accepting of gay people, and so they will accept gay comics doing sets like that, which are arguably really bad and they're bad. It's bad comedy. There's not sure. much artwork in that work in that comedy, in my opinion. And if you don't have to like them just because they're gay and successful, you can yeah. actually be like, "He's a nice guy." Isn't that so, <laughs> isn't it so funny? Like, I feel like one of the what I've and I've talked to you about this, Brent, a little bit. Like one of the biggest issue, like how one of the biggest challenges of being alive right now is how to be a fairly liberal liberal person without being full of shit at all. Yeah, and right, it's like a right. constant negotiation because you do have to like as a straight guy. And again, no oppression here. I'm fine. But like, there's so many people who are so full of shit, and you're like, you're so full of shit. But I can't say anything about it because the history of the oh, world. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't feel bad that I can't say it, but I also just want to call out bullshitters because beyond straight or gay or any creed or rate whatever it's like i just like people who kind of keep it real and who are smart and yeah. funny like i don't yeah. i have no that's all i'm looking but for so you don't have like and i think my <clears throat> argument to that is that you don't have to book the one successful gay comic that you know on a show just because they're a successful comic yeah. you can book them because they're actually talented and gay or otherwise <laughs> you know what i mean like, if you right. want a gay comic on your show it doesn't have to be the one gay comic everybody knows because he's out there screaming about sitting on dicks right? no totally it it's just it's just it's just especially in this time, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like just going to be weird for a while until yeah. we can. Like, I have always felt like you need a quality. Like the real reason you need a quality is so you can talk about how everyone's a piece of shit. Like, that's the right, real reason right. you want a quality is <laughs> yeah. because hating people equally so is true. beautiful. Correct. Well, so Jake, true. I think that is it for us. Yeah, that is a you're perfect not conclusion. A piece of I shit. also want to end this because I want to know what gay comic you're talking about. But, Jake, thank you so much for doing <laughs> I the think podcast. I know. You are the best. Thanks, Jake. Uh, Thanks for being here. And yeah. where can we find you besides corporate? Um, well, I'll just pimp out corporate January 15th, 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Great Central. Show. and Or I'm on Twitter at Weissman Jake. Yay! Thanks, dude. And another thing. So a friend of mine recently went hiking. He joined right. um, a gay hiking group. He went on this group hike, and he said everybody was really nice. And they got to the top of the hike, and he said the leader of the group was like, okay, guys, time to take our butt shot. And <laughs> yeah. my friend was like, what? what? And so the leader was... I How did he not know of this? How, did he look at the Instagram? I don't know. I, I looked at it and I didn't see Let's any Let's explain. Butts. The butt shot was that they all, all the hikers all lined up at the top men. of this. <laughs> well, not 30s all. And 40s. I mean, it's, yeah, like, it's no, certainly not. It isn't yeah. a requirement of there the were, hike. There were several. <laughs> there were, but yes, yes. Because a lot of people not, yes. will show off their butt, myself included. I, I will show included. off my butt anywhere I need remember, to show it off. Remember your emo phase on Instagram when you showed like your butt like <laughs> yeah. twice a day? Yeah. Emo phase. Yeah. And he was... He was just kind of uh, stunned, I think. And, yeah. was, and another friend of ours, a former guest of the show, David Smithyman, uh, suggested that he push everybody else off the cliff. <laughs> but well, anyway, but you, you texted us. Yeah. Outraged. I was I'm not yeah. outraged. And I, I honestly just, didn't. Un like, I think I even asked the question, what are we outraged about here? I was just grossed <laughs> out because to me that. Elliot is it, frequently outraged about, yes. about things I was like grossed this. out because to me, and, and so is my friend. Because but is it because maybe you made it a little too grandiose? No, yeah. it's because I think of it as a group of adult gay men feeling the need to, at the top of a mountain after a hike, Show their some butts. of whom just met, bring their butts into it. And, and, and the let, me add, let, me, let me also add, too, yeah. that I have seen many, 
many Instagram photos of gay guys who also feel the need to take a shot of themselves at the top of a hike, either fully nude from the back sure. or with their pants down. And yeah. I've sure. never understood it. Yeah. And it feels just like a empty, faux, funny sure. way of being thirsty. I, of course. I, see, I thought I of this don't as, get it. do you remember in school when you would take the, the silly pick? You would take mm-hmm. a class pic, mm-hmm. and they would like the teachers would now make dangle a silly it. Face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they would dangle that over your head. They're like, "Hey, if you guys act out, we're not taking the silly pic." Right, <laughs> right. Uh, I swear to God. And I always, even when I was like in third grade, I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit about?" I don't understand not why anyone it. cares about a silly pic. Me either. I but, swear to God, my mom wanted the family to do it. Once. But that is a mm. perfect, perfect example of what's happening here. These, this isn't sexual. No one's fucking at the top of this mountain. It is literally. I think a, it's sexual. It is not sexual, Elliot, in yes, any way, is. shape, or form. Yes, what is sexual is. about it? Explain to me what's sexual about it. Well, they're, they're showing of, their butts. A group of gay there's, men showing their showing butts. They're showing their butts in not a sexual way. But a, it is no a one's sexual bent way. over, spreading their cheeks, being like, look at my booty hole. <laughs> but but you don't have to show your booty hole. Exactly. I, like, for it to be a butt. It is not sexual. Literally, it is. inherently. You look at our tits. Okay. No. So when girls are like. You are making it way too. No, no I, I agree with that. No, when, gr- when gr- with with girls, it's never like show me your cooch. It's like show me show me your tits or so like what Mardi do you Gras. think when yeah, I wear my bikini. butt on Instagram and stuff? Well, I know you. Well, that that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You can't use. Wait, that. Well, I I, actually, it... I will. I will take. I will take that challenge. Yeah. I I think when you show your butt. I actually know what you're doing because you talked about it on the yeah. podcast. You're trying to show everyone. Everything that you could possibly look like from every angle, so that I think these are your words. They're I'm not trying to remember where this is They're going. They're not disappointed when they see you naked. No, that's a joke from my act. That I, I, I haven't talked about that on this podcast. Okay, but well, that is a joke from my act about how if I show off everything about me, you're not going to be disappointed when you actually fuck right. me. And, um, and it's great. That's but great. In reality, that, I mean, that, in reality, you say that's sexual? It is, no, because I'm not doing it for that reason. That's a joke from my act. But. The reason why I do it is because it's funny. It's, I don't think that these guys it's think not, it's funny. I do. I there's, don't. They have their pants around their ankles. But, that's, but that, there's a difference between mooning the camera. That's what they're doing. No, they're not mooning the camera. They're, I think what they're doing is a sort of sexual, like, a sort of coy. They're trying to be coy and what? sexy, but it's wrapped in a What's like the a sexual humor. message about it? Look at my butt. Look how pert my butt is. In, I bet there's to some, do I bet there's to some do pledged what? butts in that pic. To Absolutely. Do yeah. To do Of course there are. No one wants a bad butt out. But there. What? Exactly. But you're contradicting yourself now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> just like just like I have to bring in a fucking massive ring light because you guys are disappointed with every fucking picture of you. <laughs> Alan did like, bring in a two hundred dollar ring light. It's the same premise. If For you it. are taking oh, yeah. having a picture taken of you with your pants down, you're gonna clinch your butt to make it look as good as possible. See, but, I don't but think that, that's but inherent the, in that but is that's that not, you're saying it's sexual. No, I'm not. That's not. I'm saying they just wanna be look as good as possible in any situation. The same as you needing a fucking ring light to look <laughs> as good as possible. But, but who but in what situation? Do adult, adult, grown adult people go? And now it's time to pull well, our because, pants down. I, I think it's because you have an inherent bias against these people. I guess. I mean, maybe I do. That's fair. I, I just, I'm like, I don't understand why it needs to because be, like, to become about the body. It what always if you take it away? About the body, but it's not about the body necessarily. It is. It's in my opinion, it is literally a joke. It's a funny thing that the group this group of people opt to do in a silly and you even said it in the text chain it's a silly picture it is just a silly thing people are doing at the top of a mountain no one is giving blowjobs up there i think silly is the cover 
for vanity. See, and that's and that's a conspiracy theory that you're going on. I don't that think is so. Some, that is some I, well, fucking like dark web, it. like uh, dark government. What is it called? What does Trump always talk about? The, I don't know. The, no, the how Clinton, oh, the Clintons I'm are deep running state, the world. Deep state, deep, yeah, the deep it. state. That's some deep shit. Good state shit so. going on. Thank I you. Did. I don't think it is. I really do think that when I, especially when I have seen pictures, and I sent you guys one of them that I couldn't get out of my head. Of two, uh, the two gay guys that I know who got to the top of a mountain. A guy you went on a date with who talked about getting railed? Ugh. No, he talked about how he'd spent the weekend and his his face were in, was in so many butts in San Francisco that he couldn't keep his head straight. So is that That's the right. bias then? Because this person did a similar picture to what these guys are doing? No, that, I mean, I saw well, that. Put, put, another, put another way. Uh, I, I'm sort of in between the two. I, I obviously, I get where you're coming from, Alan. I lean towards <laughs> Elliot's side, but I get that it's also so innocuous and silly yeah. of these guys. We're obviously not indicting this group. I'm sure they're great people. Oh, yeah. And they but, are. Many of them are friends but, and listen to this podcast. Yeah. Great. But. <laughs> keep your pants on. Yeah. But I do think, I think there's something to say that, like, I would be surprised if I saw a picture of my dad yeah. from <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, the year that I was born when he was 39, uh-huh. showing his butt at the hospital <laughs> exactly. while holding me for the first time. Yeah. Exactly, I would be a little surprised. It's so silly, but that's an absurd comparison. <laughs> I don't think it's that absurd. It, it, it is. It, it is. It's they're obviously not, a little blown up. But, having um, a child brought into the world with their pants off, they're, they're literally on a fucking hike. Yeah. How many pictures do you think, or how many times in your father's childhood do you think maybe he drank a little too much and did something? stupid maybe had an encounter that maybe he sure. wasn't too proud of and if there were cell phones and the options to have these things captured for in the internet forever and ever how what do you think would be out there of him it's gonna it's, it's just a difference in time that's i mean that i don't think yeah, I, I, just, I don't know here's my, my dad i don't think there butt. is because i think the idea is like the idea to me and maybe i, I know i'm parsing here but i think <laughs> and this is just my opinion that if I'm imagining like doofuses, right? Like yeah. just straight, straight doofuses for for lack of a better example, going on a hike, and at the end being like, "Dude, let's moon the camera." That to me is not sexual. You whereas pay this, so much money for sound baths. To me, that is absurd. <laughs> that's no, but that's not that the same is, thing. That is actually more offensive than these guys showing butts to me. What? No, it's not because it's a waste of money. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You have to do right. one to understand it. I'm shutting this down. Gonna, you're, no, you're both gonna, off the podcast. I'm gonna quote Brent. We can shut it this way. I'm gonna quote Brent here and just say you're unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something that we spoke about on the podcast today? Even when you were a kid, you hated showing your button pictures? <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Young Brent did hate showing his button pictures. Uh, I think my Aunt Joanne would probably say today um, that uh, Jewish men just, you know, they, they, they're sexy in their own way. <laughs> they're not, it's not soft. It's a, sexual, a sensuality. Uh, what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, Ellen, I knew she was gay for years, way long before she came out. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen, yeah. She, yeah. DeGeneres. she, she knew. Your, yeah. your aunt knew. Well, for You're Making It Worse, I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. This podcast was brought to you by Starburns Audio, produced by Land Romo, and was engineered by Matt Brousseau. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.